Okay, <clears throat> I think the um, the title of tonight's share was something to do with from the Kapara of Yom Kippur to the Simcha of Sukkot. So we're going to try to connect Yom Kippur to Sukkot. But the first thing we have to do is really understand what Yom Kippur is all about and see then how we can connect it to Sukkot. So we have to go back really in time. And we have to go back in time to the first Yom Kippur in Claudia Yisrael's history and figure out where exactly that occurred. So if we go back in time to Kabbalah Tzatzayra, Claudia came out of Mitzrayim, Sfira Saimer, and then Matan Taira and Shavuos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed himself on Har Sinai, Daseret Hadibrois, and the day after Matan Taira, Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai to receive the Taira. On Har Sinai, we heard that Taira Tadibrois. Maybe we got the Klalim of the Taira. We didn't get the details of the Taira. Moshe Rabbeinu went up, the Pasuk tells us, in the end of Parshas Mishpatim. He went up to Har Sinai. Now, Kaddish Baruch was going to give him the Taira. We didn't even have the Luchas. Right? The Luchas, we didn't get on Shavuos. We got the Luchas much later. Forty days later... Mashabain was up there 40 days and 40 nights. He comes down on Shivasar Batamuz, and Klai Yisrael had made an eagle. The Satan, as we all know the story, the Satan fooled Klai Yisrael into thinking that Mashabain died. They made a wrong account of what's 40 days. They thought it was the day before. So they made an eagle. Makalish Baruch tells Mashabain, go down, Kishichai Samcha, they made an eagle. He goes down, and this is Moshe Rabbeinu coming down with the Luchais for the first time. Klaitel never seen the Luchais. The Luchais, he's coming down the first time with the Luchais. He sees the Hegel, and he breaks them. Smashes the Luchais. At that point, the Rabbeinu was very angry at Klaitel. He told Moshe Rabbeinu, Hanichali, if you let me go, Ba'achalim, I'm going to destroy Klaitel. So you know Moshe Rabbeinu Davins, Nakadish Baruch eventually was Michael Klai Yisrael to a degree, and he decided he's not going to destroy them. He still was very unhappy, and we still didn't have a Tyra. We didn't have Luchais, and we didn't have a Tyra. So Moshe Rabbeinu, then, there's a big Machlaikas, Rishainim, and maybe Midrashim, what happened from Shivasar Betamuz, or Yudches Tamuz, the day after the Egel, until Rosh Chaydesh Elul, also about 40 days, till Chavtes of. Those middle 40 days, Rashi tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu went back up to, Arsi, to, to Shemayim, up on Arsinai, to Davin HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be Moichalas, to forgive Kla Yisrael. Others, the Ramban and Parshas, uh, Ekev and others, Pekah their Bloods, and others, they learn that um, Moshe Rabbeinu Every day went on to Har Sinai to Davin. He didn't go up to Shemayim for another 40 days. He went up, he came down every day, and he taught Klai Yisrael how to do tshuva. Klai Yisrael had to do tshuva for this chet, this avera avaydazara, and he taught them how to do tshuva. So the middle 40 days, Klai Yisrael is either doing tshuva, or Meshavenu is davening for them, or he's up in Shemayim, getting Hashem to be Michael them. Again, we reach Rosh Chaydesh Elul, or Chavtes of that neighborhood. 
we still don't have Luchais, we still don't have a Tyra, but at that point, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I'm willing to start again. I'm willing to give you another chance. And he tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Psalucha Shnei Luchais Avanim Karishainim, Go, carve for yourself two new Luchais, bring them up to me and I'll write again the same thing that was on the first Luchas which we'll call the Luchas Shniyas the second Luchas and Rashvaitish Elul Moshe Rabbeinu goes up either the third time according to Rashi this is the third time he's going up to Shemayim for 40 days or the other Rishayim it's the second time but on Rashvaitish Elul Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemayim with the Luchai Shniyas to receive the Luchai Shniyas. He goes up to Shemayim. Now on that day, the Majlis tells us, Klaiso blew a shoifer in the Midbar, in the Machana. They blew a shoifer. And that shoifer was a symbol that Meshrabeinu is going up to Shemayim to receive the Luchais for the second time. What's the point of the shoifer? The point is, because the first time around, Klaiso served Avedizara and lost it. What's to stop them from making the same mistake a second time? Klai Yisrael was a very dangerous time and they themselves were very nervous. The Sultan got the best of them the first time. The Sultan got the best of them. And as we'll see in a moment, what we lost with the Shvira Salukhais, let's first get the story of what's going on. And they blew a shaifer. And this shaifer was a wake-up call for everyone to be machazik in their tshuva. They did tshuva for 40 days in the middle. But what's to make sure the tshuva is solid and it doesn't break? So they had to be mechazek themselves. And they had to think of ways to stop themselves or to be mechazek in Amuna. The Medrash says during those... And that's why we have a minig, says the Pekad of Lazar, we have a minig, we blow shayfar on Rashvaitish Elul. Our minig is in Shul, they blow shayfar every morning in Elul. But the... Mimic that the that the Medrash says is to blow just Rishchaydish Elul because that's the day the Shaifer was blown in the Midbar. And the Shaifer in Elul is a very similar Shaifer. It was to wake us up to do Tshuva. Same type of Shaifer that was blown then. Moshe goes up for 40 days. What happened in those 40 days? In those 40 days, the Medrash says, Yechidim, individuals, would fast. If someone felt that they themselves were lacking and they needed a special chizuk of tshuva, so they would fast. There was no obligation to fast. The rest of Kaisa was being mispalel. was a big chizuk in tefillah during these days and that's why Elul and Yom Nairaim is has a special school of tefillah because Klai Yisrael invested in this period, the Kayach tefillah. And this went on for 40 days. On the 40th day, which is the 10th day of Tishrei, so really the day before, the Bezdin in the Midbar at that time decreed that tomorrow is a fast day. This was the first Yom Kippur. We didn't have a Tyre yet. There was no Tyre yet. And Shabbat was still up in Shemayim getting it. This, we had a Matan Tyre, we had Kabbalah Tatar and Harsinah, but we didn't have the laws. This was the first Yom Kippur in Klaizel's history, and it was voluntary, meaning that Klaizel on their own decided that today is a fast day, this day of, of the 10th of Tishrei. It was an obligation the Bezdin in the Midbar put on everybody. They had to fast. 
And it was a fast that did not begin in the morning like other fasts. It began the night before like we have Yom Kippur starting the night before. This was the first Yom Kippur in the history of Klai Yisrael. And the reason why is because this was the day that the Sultan started up last time. Sultan didn't start up for 39 days, 38 days. He didn't make any trouble. That last day when Moshe Rabbeinu was coming down, or they thought so, or the day before, that's when the Sultan made trouble. So therefore, this was the day they were nervous. If the Sultan's going to start up, it's going to be this day. So they had to make sure that they were mechazek themselves in tshuva, in tefillah, in tainus, just in case the Satan comes, maybe they'll have the kayak to withstand the test. The next morning, says the Majesty, they all got up. They got up, and they said to themselves, let's go and greet Moshe Rabbeinu as he comes down from Harsinai with the Luchas. So the Majesty says, they all left the Machana, they left the camp, walking towards Harsinai, and they're going, and they're crying. Moshe Rabbeinu, comes down from Harsinai with the Luchais, comes towards them, he hears the cries of Kala Yisrael, he hears the cries of Tshuva, he hears the cries of the fear of the Satan overcoming them, and he starts crying as well. And their cries go up to Shemayim, and the Rabbeinu Shalom for the first time in 80 days, from the first time since the Chet Egel got up from his Kisei Hadin, and sat down on his Kisei Harachim. That means even though he was Michael, them in the middle, and he was willing to give them Luchas Shnias, he wasn't totally finished yet. He still was on his Kisei Hadin. On this day, after this 40 days of Tshuva, of Elul, and the days before, and the crying, and the Tzvila, and the Tainis, HaKadosh Baruch Hu finally got up from his Kisei Hadin, went to his Kisei Harachim. And every person in Klaiso received the word Salachti. Every person received the word Salachti. Hashem said, I forgive Kla Yisrael. And Hashem said, not only that, I'm setting this day, since Kla Yisrael has invested in this day, and they prepared, and they through their actions achieved Slicha V'chapara for themselves, and made it into a day of Rachamim, this day now is set L'dayrus forever as a Yom Slicha V'chapara, and that's why Yom HaKippurim is a Yom Slicha V'chapara, a result of Klai Yisrael's tshuva, voluntary tshuva, it wasn't an obligation, their tshuva, and they made Yom Kippur into the Yom Kippur that we have today. That is the first Yom Kippur, the first Elul, it was all Klai Yisrael. Now, if we look in Shirashirim, in the end of the second parak of Shirashirim, and the beginning of the third parak, the end of the second parak begins, in the middle of the second parak really starts with Yisrael Mitzrayim, according to the way the Grah explains, moves on to Matantaira, Kirjamsef Matantaira, and the last pasuk says, Asheyafu Achayim, Vinasu Hatzalalim. The day got very hot. And the shade went away. Says the Gra, why did the day get very hot? The day got hot, Heat is a symbol of something being uncomfortable, of chet. And therefore, that's referring to the day that Klaiso made the Egel. The shade ran away. Those, says the Gra, is the Anani covered. 
When Kalal Yisrael was chaytay, when they sinned with the Chet HaEgel, the Anani HaKavah that had accompanied us out of Mitzrayim flew away. We lost the Anani HaKavah. Now, as we'll see in a minute, that was only one of the things we lost with the Chet HaEgel and the Shvira Saluchas. In Paragimel, the Pasuk said, Al Mishkavi is the first Pasuk in Paragimel, Bikashti Eishoava Nafshi Bikashti Veloy Mitzasiv. So, Klaizo says, Al Mishkavi Here I was lying in the dark. What does it mean I was lying in the dark? Ludavid Hashem Oiri Viishi. Hashem is the light of Klai Yisrael. Hashem is Oiri, my light. Viishi is also my salvation. Kevon Sheni Stalko Ashkina Nisharti Biloyishi Biloy Oiri. Klai Yisrael says it was Lila, it was dark. Why? Because the Shekhinah had left me. So now only do we have the Ananiya Kava leaving Klai Yisrael with the breaking of the Luchites and the Egel. We have the Shekhinah leaving Klai Yisrael. Now, the Psukim continue, Bikashti, Bikashti, five times it says, I'm searching for something. Says the Gra, even though these two, Anani Akavid and Shechina, are a little clearer in the Psukim, Chazal tell us we lost five things with the Shvira Saluch and the Ego. The Anani Akavid, like we just mentioned, the Shechina, which is referring to the Shechina that was on Har Sinai, left, we lost Tyra. We lost the Tyra. In other words, Hashem gave us Tyra by Harsinai. It wasn't every detail of Tyra, but it was a, there was a lot of Tyra given. It's not that we held on to it. It was lost. It was all forgotten. Did not, as if it didn't exist. The Luchais, obviously they were broken, that's number four. And Ruach HaKadosh, the fifth thing. So five things, five unbelievable milas that Klaisel had at Matan Tyra. Hanani HaKavad, Shechina, Taira, Luchas, Ruach HaKadosh, disappeared with the Chet HaEgel. You can imagine, Klaizah went out of Mitzrayim on such a high, with such covet, with Hanani HaKavad, the Shechina, Amatan Taira, where the whole world stood still. And in a moment, a mere 40 days later, we lost everything. Hanani HaKavad, Shechina, the Taira itself, the Luchas, these were the Luchas came down from Shemayim. The second Luchas Maish Rabbeinu was the one who made. They're not the same. And Ruach HaKadosh. Now the Psukim continue that Kalah Yisrael was upset. And that in itself is a big Mila. The Psukim continue Akuma Nava year I got up and I went around the city by Shvakim and the markets of Arachayvayz. I was looking for what I, I love. Bikashti v'loimitzasif. Klai Yisrael was very upset about losing these milas. And they were looking for ways to find them. They go into the, all the details. The Grah goes into what are the Shvakim, what are their Chayvahs. But they were looking. Maybe the Kehanim have the Tyra. Maybe the Leviim have it. <coughs> they didn't serve the Egel. Maybe Ruach HaKaitish is somewhere. Klai Yisrael was looking around for the milas. They were gone. Nobody had them. The Psukim continue. I 
so when you have Shaimrim Atsayvim Ba'ir, the Shaimrim found me, these are the Kehanim, and so on and so forth, and I asked them, Eshava Nafshim Yisem, do you have it? Do you have, have you seen what I lost? Says the Pasuk, Kimachi Avarti Mehem. It wasn't a long time. I could imagine with such a chet. To be a hundred years, the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, give them back, I'll give you back these milas. But part of it was since Klai Yisrael had Charata and were doing Tshuva and they were searching out these milas, Kimat Shavartimem was a very short time, not a little small time. I found it. I found it. What did I find? Says the Grosh, Ruach HaKadosh came back. When did Ruach HaKadosh come back? Yom HaKippur. That's this we just said. That every year in, in Klai Yisrael received the Basura of the Ruach HaKadosh Salachti. This is the first Ruach HaKadosh that Klai Yisrael had since the Chetz Ego. We had lost it. Nobody had it. We were looking for it. In one moment, everyone in Klai Yisrael saw that that Mila had returned. Every person received this Basura of Salachti. That's number one. Achaztiv, the Pasuk I held on to it. What am I holding on to? That's Haluchas. Yom Kippur is the day that we receive the Luchas. The Luchas Shniyas. The Major says, everyone knows, and for sure every girl knows this. Kechamisha Asr Ba'av, Uchayyayim HaKippurim. Tuba'av, everyone knows, is a big yantif. But the other yantif that is the biggest yantif is Yom HaKippurim, says the Gemara. One of the reasons is, this is the day, Yom Matan Tairaseinu. Yom Matan Tairaseinu? Because we received the Luchas. We got the Luchas Shniyas. And, as we just mentioned, it's not just we got the Luchas. One of the things we lost, besides the Luchas, was the Torah itself. Chachmas HaTorah was lost from Klai Yisrael. When did that come back? V'loy Arpenu, continues the Pasuk. I'm going to hold on to the Luchas. V'loy Arpenu, and I won't weaken my hold on the Torah that I'm getting back now. So Yom Kippur is the day, not only we receive the Luchas, we receive Ruach HaKadosh back, and we receive Torah. It's called Yom Matan Torah. In fact, the Grah says somewhere that the Suda that we eat on Erev Yom HaKippurim is really the Suda celebrating the Matan Torah. Whenever there is a Matan Torah, there always has to be a Suda. Shavuos, we have a Suda. Purim was Kimu V'Kiblu, Klai Sol's Makabula Torah again, there's a Suda. Yom Kippur, you can't eat on Yom Kippur, so the Suda, Erev Yom Kippur, the mitzvah to eat, the Yantif of Erev Yom Kippur, is the Yantif of Yom Matan Torah, the day of Matan Torah. Some say, there's a meaning also that Mary, um, that Mary men light a, like a candle, and say Yotze candle, but the same type of thing, it's called a Ner Bari, a Ner Yom Kippurim. And some say that Ner is Keneged Tyra, because Ner is the symbol of Tyra. It's Keneged, the Simcha of Yom Matan Tyra. So we have here, on Yom HaKippurim, we got back Ruach HaKadosh, we got back the Luchais, we got back the Tyra. That's all on Yom Kippur. What happened after that? We still have two Milas. Two Milas that we're missing. We're missing the Anani HaKadosh, and we're missing the Shriya. But so far, on Yom Kippur, with our tshuva and our effort, we got three out of the five um, milas that we had lost, we got them back. Now, 
The question that everybody asks is why is Sukkot in Tishrei? Sukkot is actually a Tiyas Mitzrayim. Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim and we have to sit in a Sukkah. Why do we sit in a Sukkah? Two reasons. The Machlaikas and the Gemara. One opinion says I put them in Sukkot, says, the, says one opinion, Sukkot's Mamish. Shem, we made huts in the Midbar, and that protected us. And a Zecher, for the, those huts, we go out and we sit in a Sukkot. The other opinion says, Zecher la nani So the question everybody asks, is we went out of Mitzrayim in Nisan. So why are we having sukkahs in Tishrei? So the most famous terrorist that everyone knows is that since Nisan is springtime, if we were to go out and sit in the sukkah, everybody else also going out to their backyards to have picnics, it wouldn't be clear that we're doing it for the mitzvah. So it's true the proper time placement for sukkah should be Nisan, but it wouldn't be clear we're doing it for the mitzvah. So Hashem said, do it in Tishrei. There, everybody else is going inside because it's the rainy season. And we're going outside to go sit in the sukkah. So then it's clear to everyone we're not just going out for a picnic, it's for the mitzvah. That's the tarot that the tour says, most famous tarot. Says the Grah, the tarot is very simple. And the tarot is as follows. Which Anani covered are we really celebrating? Well, we had one Anani covered when we went out of Mitzrayim. Hence the question, we should celebrate Sukkot and Nisan. But we lost those Anani covered. The Chet Ego, Nosuhat Slalom, they flew away. We didn't have them. So when did they come back? Says the Grah, it's very simple. Moshe Rabbeinu came down, Anyayim HaKipurim, Yud Tishrei, from Shemayim with the Luchay Shniyas, and the Torah, and the Ruach HaKadosh. Says the says the pasuk in the Torah and Rashi brings it down. Vayakel Moshe lemacharas yoyimakipurim. What happened the day Yud Aleph Tishrei? Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, "Now that I forgave you, I'm going to give you a mitzvah, and the mitzvah is to build a mishkan, a mishkan for my shechina to rest." So on Yud Aleph Tishrei, the day after Yom Kippur, the tzivui, the command came to build the mishkan. The pasuk says. The Kali Yisrael started bringing all the different materials to the, midba, to, the, to the Mishkan. So, that was, it says, they brought it. Then the Pasuk says, in the morning and in the morning. So that's three days. I'm sorry, two days. Babayker, Babayker, two days. So you have Yud Beis and Yud Gimel. For two days they brought it. Yud Dalit Tishrei, the Pasuk says that they took an account of all of the gold and silver and everything everybody brought. So we have Yud Aleph was the Tzivoy, Yud Beis and Yud Gimel, everyone brought this stuff for two days. Yud Dalit, they made an account of it. And when did they start building the Mishkan? On Tesvav. Tesvav Tishrei, Klai began building the Mishkan. And on that day, says the Grah, when we started building the Mishkan, the Ananiya covered returns. What day is Tesla Tishrei? That's Sukkot. So says the Grove, which Anani HaKavit are we celebrating? We're not celebrating the Anani HaKavit we had when we had on Mitzrayim. Those Anani HaKavit, number one, were a present from Hashem that we lost. We're celebrating the second Anani HaKavit. These Anani HaKavit we earned. 
These are not Yaakovic, we had lost, we did Tshuva, and we earned them back. And that is the celebration of the Sukkot. The ones we earn through our own tshuva. So it's not just that Sukkot belongs in Tishrei because you have to understand another thing. According to the tour that says that we celebrate Sukkot in Tishrei because we have to show we're going outside, it's not clear why Tezvah Tishrei of all days. So you can get out of that tarot. Uh, the Mepharshim say that most of Klai Yisrael's Yom and Tevim are always on Tezvav. Tezvav is the full moon. Klai Yisrael is the symbol of the Levana. Hatzvah has Klai Yisrael. You can get out of the question, but the Torah himself doesn't answer that question. He's just answering why the month. According to the Gra, it's beautiful. Tezvav Tishrei is the day that the, we began building the Mishkan. The Anani HaKavit came back. This is the day we're celebrating Sukkot. We're celebrating the Anani HaKavit, the Klai so earned through their own Avaidah. And that's what the Pasta continues. We said here the Pasta. I found what I loved that was Ruach HaKadosh. Achaz Tiv is the Luchais, Veloya Penu is the Torah, Achavi Oisiv El Beis Imi. I brought them to Beis Imi. We brought them. Shahavi Oisiv. Not that they came. We brought them. What are those? The Anani Because we brought the Anani back through our Tshuva, through our building of the Mishkan and following Hashem's Sivoy, we brought the Anani covered back. So Sukkis is Tesla Tishrei because of those Anani covered. Balchazar Hayrasi is the end of the Pasuk. That's the fifth Milo, the Shechina. But they didn't come back right then. started building the Mishkan Tesla Tishrei. He was finished on Chanukah. But Hashem said, I'm going to wait. Till Rishchaydish Nisan for the Chanukah Tabayis, that was the day that we inaugurated the Mishkan, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu Shechina returned to Klai Yisrael in the fullest force, the way it had been before the Chetayigel. It was now back where Al Cheder Hayrasi. Cheder Hayrasi is referring to the Kaidish Hakadoshim Shasham Hashchina. So in this pasuk we have the return of all five Milas. Three of them came back on Yom Kippurim. The fourth one came back on Tezvav Tishrei, that's the Anani HaKovit, hence the reason why we have Sukkot on Tezvav Tishrei. The Shechina didn't return in its fullest force until the Chanukah Tabayit of the Mishkan, some six months later, a little bit less, on Rosh Chaydash Nisan. So now, if we look closely at the way we're explaining things here, so now we see a very simple connection between Yom Kippurim and Sukkot. Because Yom Kippurim was the day of Slikha V'Kapara. And that time, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Nisratzeh, and he decided he's going to come back and reside with Klai Yisrael. That's why he decided 
that we have to make a mishkan. It wasn't enough to give us back those milas. He wants to be v'shachanti b'saycham. He wants to live amongst Kla Yisrael. And we then se- celebrate Sukkot as the beginning of the Binyan HaMishkan, the return of the Anani covered, and eventually the Shekhinah returning. So, there's a very clear connection. Sukkot and Yom Kippur are very connected. This is the Hashlama of our Tshuva. So when we look at Yom Kippurim, and we look at the Ksticha and Kapara that's involved in the Yom Kippurim, and the truth is, that it doesn't happen on its own. The slicha, the kapara, and yami kippurim, just like Klai Yisrael needed to do tshuva, and needed to work, so too, we also need to work on tshuva. Yami kippurim, person has to have emuna shleima, that, that the, the yayim is mechaper. He has to have emuna shleima, that if he does a little bit of tshuva, or some type of tshuva, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be mechaper, and cleanse him from all his averis. That's the skula tayayim. The Klai Yisrael themselves invested many years ago in the Midbar. So when a person finally comes to Yom Kippur, and hopefully it's after a, 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 an Elul, and hopefully if it's not after an Elul, or Rosh Hashanah, and Aser Yisimei Tshuva, Shabbat Shuva, and Erev Yom Kippurim, hopefully there was something beforehand. But even if there wasn't, even if there was no preparation, HaKadosh Baruch is looking for a person to take a, st- a step in the right direction. And the Meshachach says that at Ni'ila time is when HaKadosh Baruch sends out the Bezdin. The Bezdin Shomayla, he sends them out. Because it's the time of Chasimah. The time that we're signing, Hashem is signing and sealing. The Gzardin. There's only one sealing, and that's the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. He seals things, nobody else. Even if there's a Bezdin, even if there's a court, HaKadosh Baruch is the one who gives the stamp. So Bishas Ni'ila, he sends them all out. It's only us and the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. What's the mile of that? The mile is very simple. Because when you deal with the world of a Bezdin, there's rules and regulations. The same way we find in the Midbar after the Chet HaEgel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Kla Yisrael, I can't go amongst you anymore. I can't travel with you. I'm going to send the Malach. He told Moshe Rabbeinu, It's too dangerous because when there's Shechina going with Kla Yisrael, any little Avera is a very serious thing. So I'm going to remove myself and you'll have a Malach. And with a Malach, if you do an Avera, it's not as serious. Meshavena wasn't happy with that. Because there's a problem. A Malach has to follow the rules. He can't bend any rules. Hashem can bend all the rules he wants. If he wants to be Michaelus, even though we don't deserve it, he could. A Malach has to follow the rules. So on one hand, there's a big Malach having a Malach over Hashem. Because not every infraction would make us deserve such a terrible punishment. But at the same time, you can't handle with a malach. You can't deal with him. He, has to, he follows the rules. If a, equal, a plus B equals C, that's what happens. If you do this Avera, he has programmed in. What's going to happen? There's no way to say, well, uh, can't do that. So, throughout that series to make tshuva, HaKadosh Baruch sits with his Bezdin. From Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippurim, he's sitting with the Bezdin. And he's writing down, and he has written down, actually, on Rosh Hashanah, the Gzardin. Throughout that series of Mechuba, we have a chance. We're able to change the Gzardin. 
we say in, in we say in davening because we say throughout the we said, and Rosh Hashanah will say again, Yom Kippur, Nisana Taikif. Sounds like everything was written already on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah Yikoseivun, Obiyayim Tzayim Kippur, Yikoseivun, Hashem will rewrite it down in Rosh Hashanah, sealed on Yom Kippur. So what are we talking about today when we say, Because Veinu Vezeivra Chaim? He wrote it already, it's done. The answer is, just because it's written doesn't mean it can't be rewritten. Till the Chatzimah, Hashem could rip it up. The Grand Shulchan Aruch says, when we're saying Bechatzveinu, we're saying Hashem. If Chatzveshalom, it wasn't written down so good, Rosh Hashanah, tear it up and write a new din for us. Write Bechatzveinu B'Sefer Achayim. Write it again. That's what we're asking. But that's still in the world of the Bezden. It comes the time of the Chatzima. There's still time to tear it up and write a new one with the seal. And it'll be instantaneous. So the Malachim, they have rules and regulations. Now Malach has a problem. He can only see so much. Could he see a person's thoughts? That seems to be a Machlaikas in the Gemara, or the Rishayim. How deep a Malach knows? Does he know only our speech and our actions? Maybe even knows our thoughts. But even if he knows our thoughts, it stops there. The Rabbi Shalaylam is able to go a lot deeper. What does that mean? Says the Meshach we know that that uh, many times you see in Mishle and other places that the Klayas, the kidneys, Yoyatzais. Klayas, the kidneys give the Eitzah. Which the Chazal tell us that every Makshava that a person has, don't ask me in physiology exactly how this works, starts off in the Klayas. Somewhere in the kidneys, that's where the spark and beginning of every Makshava is. Sometimes a person doesn't even have a Makshava of Tshuva. We hope everyone has a Makshava of Tshuva. Sometimes it's so deep in the recesses of his mind and his body and his kidneys that there's no, he might even himself not even know that he has this spark in him. But the Rabbi Nishalaylam deep down sees in his Klayas the beginning of a spark of tshuva. Kaddish Baruch Hu says that's enough for me. So the Maila of HaKadosh Baruch Hu sending out the Bezdin Shal Maila is that he's able to see a lot deeper and thus is even if we have a much smaller madrega of tshuva, so then, in a smaller madrega of tshuva, HaKadosh Baruch Hu still is in the Kabbalist. And that's the kayach of the day of Yom Kippur. The kayach of the day of Yom Kippur is that even with a little bit, a little step, is miles. Something that could take months, days, hours, however long it could take during the rest of the year. HaKadosh Baruch is much closer. And especially as we get towards the end, and Yom HaKippurim, this is the day, the school of Yom Slicha V'Chapara. With any little bit, a step in the right direction, we're enveloped in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ava, His Slicha V'Chapara. You have to make that little step. And then especially by the Ela, when it's just the Rabbi Nishlam and us, and he's able to see what a person really wants to do, deep down what a person wants to do. So then the Rabbi Nisham says, if you really want to take a step in the right direction, it doesn't have to be a giant leap. Small Kabbalah, a small something. But the Shabbat says, I accept everything now. This is the season. After we come to an Eva, and we hope 
that every person has made a step in the right direction somewhere along the line somewhere on the day of Yom HaKippurim a person took advantage of this day and had a hear tshuva and he say Hashamnu you think about some Avera every Machzer and Hashamnu is in the Alchait they have different Averas that correspond to that Hashamnu the Aleph of Hashamnu every Avera with Aleph Achalnu B'loi Bracha Tchilo V'Saif so on and so forth doesn't have to become a tiresome thing because then you, you lose the spirit of the day. But at least to think a little bit about some Avera that you did. Have charata. Look in the... Try to figure out maybe have a way that next time it won't be so enticing the Avera. Perhaps some type of Kabbalah that a person will make sure that they won't be over on that Avera. person then takes advantage of the Yema Kippurim and what happens after Ne'ilah? After Ne'ilah, we blow the shaifer. Now we blow the shaifer, says the Menorah Samar, why do we blow the shaifer at the end of Ne'ilah? So he says very simply, the shaifer is the symbol of freedom. When the in times of Yoivo, so the slaves went free, you blew a shaifer. Now where else did we have a shaifer? We had a shaifer by Matan now the Sefer HaChinuch tells us that even though our bodies went free from slavery on Pesach, but our neshamas were not free until Shavuos. Because a neshama is usually trapped in the body and is a slave to the body. A person's desires, his tivus, his tendencies, his emotions, they all rule over him. That's what dictates how he reacts to things. Torah teaches a person how to control himself. Torah teaches a person when you're allowed to be angry, you're not allowed to be angry. Torah refines a person. Torah puts a person into control. That's what Torah is really all about. Torah and mitzvah is a person controlling his natural, des- natural desires. And that's the avoid of a person, to be in control. It's a hard thing. It's a very hard thing to be in control of my desires and my emotions. But that's what Torah wants from us. Through every mitzvah, through midas, the Torah teaches us how to control ourselves. The Torah frees the neshama from being a slave to the guf. And that's why we blew a shoifer by Matan Torah. That's why we truly became free only on Shavuos. Not on Pesach. On Pesach our bodies were free. We didn't have a Torah yet to free our neshama. Says the Menorah Samar, we blow shoifer and Matzah Yem HaKippurim for the same reason. Our neshamas <coughs> have been freed from the trappings of our guf. And especially if a person did tshuva properly, cleanses neshama, and wants to go on the proper path, the, the tzkiyas, the Menorah Samar by Rosh Hashanah, he talks about the tzkiyas, so he says, we blow a tzkiyas a straight, Blast, and then you have a true one, a broken one, or a wailing one. Then you have another tzkiah. So he says these represent the the halakim of tshuva. The first thing a person has to aziva sachet. You have to leave the avera. You did something. You have to stop doing it. That's a straight line. You got to get back on a straight line. The next thing is is vidui. It is crying. The person has to has to uh, admit to their sins. That's the true That's the wailing. The last kia is the Kabbalah Alaba. When a person now has left the Chet and now is looking for a way to make sure to stay on the proper path. 
on the straight road. That's Kabbalah al-Ozim. That's the Kabbalah al So the Tzkiya that we blow at the end of the Yom HaKippurim and it's a Tzkiya Gedayla, that's this Tzkiya of Kabbalah al It's not a first Tzkiya, it's a last Tzkiya. It's the Tzkiya now that we've been cleansed and we're looking forward to the future. We're looking forward to the future to have a better year. But what happened to Klai Yisrael after we became better? The Shekhinah came back to us. And that in itself is the greatest Simcha. When we come close to the Shekhinah, through Ne'ilah, through Yavim Ne'iroim, through the Pachad of the Yom Adin, <coughs> through the Ava of Yom Kippurim, the result of that is a Simcha. A Simcha Shal Mitzvah. And that leads us into a Sukkis. That leads us into the Sukkis, which is Zman Simcha Seinu. Just like Kla Yisrael went from Yom HaKippurim to a Sukkot, if we use Yom HaKippurim properly, we'll end up in a Simcha of a Sukkot. We'll go into, what's the Sukkah? That's the Ananiya Kavad. Sila de Memnusa, Chazal called, the Zayar calls it. It's the shade of the Rabbani Shalaylam. We're going into the Rabbani Shalaylam's house. He invites us in. We were far away. You know, we say in... in um, there's the Piyot on, on, on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur V'yesoyu Chol Avdecha We say this Chazan sings it during Musaf and it ends off and it says V'yavoyu and they're going to come from a far place V'yidnu Lecha Ketzer Malucha So the Mepharshim explained that this is really referring to us We're telling the Rabbi Yishan, we were far away we did Averis Averis keeps us very far from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It even makes a wall between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But we're back where inaugurating HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the king. And after Yom HaKippurim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm taking you back. And not only taking you back, come into my house. That's the sukkah. And that's the simcha that we have. It's an ascending simcha from the Yom Adin to the Yom HaKadosh of Yom HaKippurim and finally to the simcha of the sukkah. V'ani v'chastachavatachti, we say. V'ani v'chastachavatachti, that's referring to Rosh Hashanah. Chazal tell us that on Rosh Hashanah, most people, if you have a judgment in this world, so the Chazal tell us that a person wears black and he walks around very worried and very sad and mourning and he doesn't eat. But we're not like that. We put on yontif clothing, take showers, take haircuts. We eat a on Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because we have bitachan. That if we come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, He's going to help us out. We don't deserve it. We haven't done anything yet to deserve it. I'm going to be very happy. When Hashem saves us, I'm going to be so excited when you save us. But on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, there's no halal. Chazal say, the Malachim said, how come there's no Hallel? Because if I'm judging people, if they're going to live, or they're not going to live, you're going to sing Hallel? There's no Hallel. When do we sing the Hallel for Rosh Hashanah and Yom HaKippurim? Ashira Hashem ki That's Sukkot. Sukkot is a celebration of everything that we achieved. The Simcha, everything we achieved through our own Avaida, with the Chesed and the Siyata Deshmaya. But at the end of the day, if we don't make that one step forward, we don't deserve it and we don't get that Slicha V'chapara. We need that tiny baby step, that spark. Once we do that, HaKadosh Baruch envelops us in His Sukkah and that's the Simcha of Yom Just as it was in the Midbar, it is today.
The Kapara of Yom HaKippurim leads to the Simcha of Sukkot. To take advantage of the next couple of days, and especially the Yom HaKippurim, will be Zaycha to that Kapara, which will then lead us to the Simcha of Sukkot. Okay, we'll stop here.